I was a virgin for like ever. By the time I dragged myself to the end of my junior year, I was so ready to cast off the dead albatross of my virginity from around my neck and toss it to the first person who would catch it. And then I met Zooey. Zooey was a heavy metal chick who wore tight wranglers and weathered Judas Priest t-shirts. She rocked blue eyeshadow and feathered blonde hair. A tiny hurricane with a button nose and a smattering of freckles dusting her dimples like cinnamon. She drank. She smoked. She chewed tobacco. There was no way a streetwise tough girl like Zooey would allow her skin to be touched by some lowly nerd like me, who smelled ripe from too many hours piloting an Atari 2600. But I had one thing in my favor that spoke louder than my nerdiness, a little brown Nissan pickup. Oh yeah, I had wheels. And the thing I wanted most the moment I met Zooey was to get her inside my pickup. And somehow, some way, there she was sitting next to me with my gear shift between her knees and my hand on her thigh. We cruised around with Rock You Like a Hurricane cranking from an old boombox in the floorboard. We laughed all night long. Zooey and I spent a lot of time in my truck that summer, especially in the bed of that pickup. And then, my senior year started, Zooey and I saw each other less and less, and then that was it. And 24 years goes by. In that time, I go to college, I become a journalist, then I quit to become a vagabond poet. And suddenly, out of nowhere, I get this friend request on Facebook. It's Zooey. We chatted back and forth about our lives. She ended up raising four kids. She was now divorced and working in a doctor's office. Zooey said she'd always wondered about her first child. She had done the math and figured the father could have been the man she ended up marrying, or he could have been mine. He was 24 years old now. And I think, there's no freaking way. There's no way this kid is mine. I want to tell her it wasn't me. How could it be? Wouldn't I feel it in my gut? Wouldn't she have told me back then? I asked for his birthday, then did the math myself, and landed at the end of the summer before my senior year in high school. Whoa. And then Zoe told me her son had three kids of his own. Whoa. A year later, I am sitting across the diner table from Zooey in our shared hometown where she has lived her whole life. After 20 minutes, the reminiscing slows to a pause. She makes a call on her cell phone and says, Hey, we're here at the coffee shop. You ready? She smiles and says, Well, want to meet him? I tell her that I do. I follow her in my car while listening to Led Zeppelin on the classic rock radio station, and she leads me to a small house with a clean yard and a big plum tree with purple leaves shading the walkway to the door. And then we walk inside. Now, I can't judge people harshly simply because they don't react to situations the same way I would. Everyone is different. Being told the man you've assumed was your father for 25 years might not be the sperm donor that led to your creation is a real mind blower. If I'd been told by my mother that some dude she dated briefly when she was in high school could be my biological father, I would probably want to meet him and find out who this guy is. And if I had told my mother to invite him over to the house to meet in person, I would probably, I don't know, put a shirt on for instance. 
In fact, I would probably put pants on too. I walk into the room, and the first thing I see is this bitter-faced 25-year-old lolling on the sofa, glaring into a plasma screen TV. His eyes don't so much as flinch my way. He has hazel eyes, like my dad. Hazel is what you get when blue eyes fall for brown eyes. Blue eyes like Zooey's and my grandma's. Brown eyes like mine and my grandpa's. I walk over to Zooey's son, reach out my hand, and say, Hey, man. How's it going? And he does not move. He makes no sound remotely resembling acknowledgement of my greeting. He just stares at the planet of the apes. So I say, alrighty then. At that moment, I want to scream at him. Dude, what is wrong with you? I didn't force this meeting. I accepted your invitation. And now that I'm here, you're pretending I don't exist? However, I say none of these things. I just stand there, awkwardly waiting for something to happen. I clear my throat and say, So? And Zooey's son shouts, Mom, give me your keys. He leaps from the couch and stomps past me and down a hallway, and you can hear him banging on a bedroom door with these big booming punches. A thin muffled voice answers and he bells, Yo, wake up, where's my money? There's another muffled voice in answer, and he shouts, I want my money! Ain't my fault you smoked it all in one go! You've been sleeping all day, now get up and give me my money! He pounds back into the room, and he's got a shirt on now and some shorts. He crosses the room to his mother's purse on the dining room table, grabs the car keys, and storms toward the front door. I call after him and say, Look, man, I know this is a weird situation, but you invited me, that's why I'm here. I'm here to figure out what we should do next. He hardly hesitates in his race for the door. He yanks it open, then slams it shut behind him. A car engine's muffled roar disappears down the street. And then it's just me and Zooey, standing in the middle of the otherwise empty room, me with my hands shoved into my pockets, her with arms folded across her chest. I finally sigh and say, well, I give Zuya an awkward smile, tell her it's okay. Tell her I'm here if he wants to contact me, but I tell her he has to be the one who makes the effort. As for me, I've done all I'm willing to do. She walks me to the driveway. We awkwardly hug again. She's still hugging me when I let go. She stands on the porch, squinting into the sun and hugging herself as I get into the car and drive very slowly away. Even though I could hardly remember the girl Zooey had once been, how different would her life have been had she told me back so many years ago that she was pregnant, that she was sure it was mine? How different would my life have been? I drive in silence down unfamiliar streets in my hometown. I pass the place where the branches had shielded Zooey and me in the back of my pickup during that summer lifetimes ago. The farmland had been paved over for years a supermarket parking lot covering the dark earth where I had planted my virginity. I turn on the radio. Rock You Like a Hurricane is playing on the classic rock station. I clear my throat and begin to sing along.
Big Papa E. That's his real name, Big Papa E. He's a poetry slam champion, a writer, a journalist, just released The Whole Wide World, a full-length book collecting rants, screeds, confessions. Find out more at brokenword.org. We'll have a link on our site, snapjudgment.org. That story was produced by Jamie DeWolf, sound designed by Renzo Gorio. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.